The final score, Wrexham nil, Bradford City 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. And, well, this defeat hurt. And it certainly, I think, divided the fans. And, and I can see why as well. Some people felt it was a poor performance. I don't agree with that. But having said that, it's a, it's a worrying circumstance. I've lost four in a row. And also for the home form to have abandoned us, especially at this point. So I do understand the, the voices of concern as well. This was a game which Wrexham should have won, in all honesty. But the confidence has been just knocked a bit, hasn't it? And that swagger at home wasn't quite there. We didn't find a finishing touch. And fair play to Bradford, they punished us at the end of the match. So let's take it from the start. Wrexham making two changes to the side that lost at Salford last Saturday. And although there was an early moment of hope for Bradford, when Chapman, who was very busy early on, fed Connor Kavanagh, he drove in a shot from the edge of the area, and the Conquer got down well to his right to push it away. Wrexham was soon in the rhythm that we're used to at the racecourse of dominating play. And the chances started to rack up, although maybe not enough clear-cut ones, you could argue. Barnett feeding Mullin down the right flank. He whipped a good cross into the far post. Fletcher getting up. Tremendous header from Fletcher. Back across the goalkeeper. But Walker did brilliantly getting across. He's a big keeper, big wingspan. Stretched and pushed the ball away. An absolutely outstanding save. And a really important one. I think if Wrexham had got that early ninth-minute goal, then the confidence would have been high. And this game would have turned out rather differently. Wrexham kept coming. A couple of minutes later, and really nice... Patient move ended with Cannon driving the shot over from about 25 yards. It was slightly strange, though, as the ball was being moved around. The fans were a little bit edgy, a little bit impatient, and they were throughout the game in a way that we haven't been at the race goals for a very long time. Those away defeats had, had shaken the fans' confidence a bit, and you almost felt like Cannon was obliging them by taking a shot when there were other options. It wasn't a bad effort, but it was just an indication that you know, everything just wasn't quite right, just slightly off kilter. Another opportunity, 21st minute, really nice touch around the corner by Mullen. Barnett driving forwards. He hits a shot from 25 yards. And again, Walker gets down well. The ball is arrowing towards the bottom left corner and he pushes it around the post for a corner. From that corner, the ball's cleared. George Evans, about 25 yards out. Sees an opportunity to strike. He had a lot of shots in this game or got into a lot of positions to do so. Struck it with typical power just past the post. Can't wait for his first goal for us. It's liable to be special. Then McLean lifting a free kick into the box. Aaron Hayden getting up really well. Planting a header again, a cross goal, but not able to keep it on target. And with a minute... A penalty shout. <sighs> Not much of a penalty shout. I felt Mullin backing into Platt, who had been outstanding. Um, Mullin went down feeling contact. Now, I would say not a penalty. Didn't think there was enough contact. However, I will later point out Ben Speedy, the referee's record on giving penalties with virtually no contacts in that penalty area this season. Uh, you know, just a little discussion point, but we'll leave that for the moment. But yeah, Mullen was hopeful, I thought, in asking for that one. Wrexham kept coming, of course. And soon afterwards, 
Fletcher picking up a ball in the box, an awkward ball, a terrific first touch just to find a little bit of space, and he pivoted and struck a shot from 15 yards, but he couldn't get the angle on the shot, and it went too straight. A simple save for Walker. Next, it was a long throw from Tozer. Bradford struggled to deal with it. The ball came out to the, beyond the far post where McLean hit a terrifically crisp volley straight back in with real velocity into the goal mouth. Again, Walker doing well to parry it clear of the danger area. And in added time, Wrexham with their last chance of the half. Again, good build-up play. McLean feeding it in. Fletcher helping it on with a nice flick. And Mullen from the edge of the D, unable to keep his shot down. It was bouncing awkwardly across him. And the ball went out of play. The final chance of the half fell to Bradford, though. Nice little bit of uh, held up play by Cook in the D, laying it off and Kavanagh driving a shot off target when maybe he should have done better. A little warning of what was to come. The second half felt a bit different. That first half had the feel that you often have with Wrexham and home games of, OK, we've not taken the chances yet, but those goals will come. The second half was a bit tougher. Although I agree with Phil Parkinson's point that we still were the better side in the second half, not as dominant as in the first. A big, big moment came in the 62nd minute. The first chance Wrexham carved out in the half because, like I said, it just, it just weren't quite getting up Bradford as much. But like I said, it was a big movement, a really nice move. Ending with Barnett whipping in a good cross. Lee charging into a crowded box, managing to get between defenders, a free header eight yards out. He made powerful contact with it and put it narrowly wide at the far post. Maybe he should have scored. He's certainly good with his head. And that was Wrexham's big, big opportunity. Although a minute later, there was another. Cannon feeding Barnett, who again went down the flank, worked it inside. Fletch, though, couldn't get any angle again on the shot. Too straight and a simple save. And with 20 minutes left, Phil Parkinson obviously saw that he wanted to freshen things up. Wrexham were just having a, their best spell of the half, just starting to get at Bradford. Barnett, who's... Crossing quality was variable, was starting to get some good deliveries in, like the one to Lee and the one to Fletcher. And he was really driving at the left side of Bradford's defence, which it had to, to rearrange after an injury to their left wing back. And he just felt something was happening there. The substitutions were a little surprising, perhaps, because it was Barnett and Fletcher, who was Wrexham's greatest threat, who came off. On came Bolton and Dalby. And Wrexham rather ran out of momentum at that point. Bolton wasn't able to get at the left-back in the Gilead in the same way. And Dalby uh, worked very hard and won some decent headers, but wasn't having the impact of Fletcher, who was really looking a threat in the box. To be fair, it could well be that Parkinson's looking at Fletcher coming off so we can do 90 at Sutton. But yeah, Wrexham started to lose momentum then. With nine minutes left, Jones came on for Cannon and Marius came on for Mullin. But still, we just couldn't quite get that going. In fact, the nice combinations between Cannon and Barnett were quite key in a lot of the things we were doing in the second half. And a minute later, Wrexham looked like we were going to get punished. A ball into the box. Cook wasn't going to reach it. Hayden reached his arm out and made contact with him. And Cook went down. And the ref gave a penalty. Now, OK, let's get on to Mr Speedy then. Uh, the challenge on Mullen in the first half is not a penalty. 
But having said that, remember that in the second minute of our match against Bradford at the start of the season in the Carabao Cup, he gave a penalty against Hayden for a really clean tackle. And this one is more of a penalty than either of the others, I've got to say. Um, but it's still a bit of a soft one to give, especially when you consider some of the decisions the refs made in other parts of the pitch and with Mullen. So the penalty given, Wrexham were furious. Cook steps up, drills it down the middle, and Conquo, who's dived to his right, does ever so well to get his legs in the way and save it. Conquo's got a good record-saving pedigree, and that's his first save for Wrexham. However, Wrexham weren't able to ride that luck. Did carve out one last chance, McLean playing it into the box, and Lee, again, not able to steer the ball on target. Mendy came on for McLean in the 88th minute, and a couple of minutes later... The decisive goal is scored. Now, I've got to say, I am, again, unhappy with Speedy, to be frank, having <laughs> suddenly gone from one extreme to the other in terms of what constitutes uh, a foul in terms of physical contact. Lee facing his own goal. To be fair, maybe overplays it a bit in the dangerous part of the pitch. But nonetheless, for my money, he's fouled twice. Um, first, he's, he's pushed in the back. I was really surprised the ref didn't give that, but more so when he then finally loses the ball when the player slides in on him and grabs hold of his shoulders and pulls him to the ground. I genuinely, that was a foul. There's no two ways about it. But like I said, the referee's judgment of what represents a foul seemed to be erratic. He didn't give a foul for that. And from that point onwards, well, ball into the feet of Cook on the edge of the area. Brilliant turn by Cook to beat Bentoza. One-on-one with the Conquer, who came out and made a great save, but... Cook responded more quickly than the Wrexham defenders and headed the ball into the empty net, despite a heroic attempt by Conquo to pull off what would have been the save of the season. So Wrexham lose. And, you know, got a good reception from the Wrexham fans at the end because they know this team's given us so much, uh, but obviously tinge of disappointment. And there's been an online meltdown since, isn't there? For my money, let's not panic. You know... That was a much better performance. The issue, as I've said a few times before, I feel, is playing sides away from home and getting your face. Um, this was a good performance, but you could just see we'd be knocked slightly. That certainty at the race course that, oh yeah, we'll come through, wasn't really there. And ultimately that hurt us, especially once we went behind. Um, but this has not suddenly become a bad team. This is a wonderful side that's given us a string of results over the course of a couple of years that we, you know, very few people experience. Uh, let's keep our faith in them and the manager because there's plenty of time left and fifth in the table, games in hand, still a strong position to be in. Looking at the performances, well, the Conquo was excellent. Penalty save, great save from the goal as well. And that early save too. Apart from that, didn't have all that much to do. Um, which is why I was slightly surprised that by me, the BBC Leeds reporters were eulogising an epic performance. Well, for me, Bradford got beaten up in the first half and we should have taken our chances. Pulled themselves back into it in the second half. They were improved, although there was a lot of cynicism. I mean, a lot of time-wasting, a lot of um, cynical fouls just to break up play, a lot of rolling around on the floor. Um, but... I have to say, you blame the ref rather than the team for that. You know, if if a referee allows team to do that, then that's that. You, t you take advantage of it, don't you? So I don't really criticise Bradford for that. 
and it was really the end of the game and Wrexham's substitutions hadn't really worked and bedded in that they came on strong getting the penalty and then the goal but before that there wasn't a great deal of threat really was there anyway sorry moving on to the other players uh, at centre-back Toza had a good scrap with Cook but Cook won it in the end with that glorious turn to score the goal O'Connell was outstanding on the left side of centre-back and we made him man of the match after the, in the commentary team really strong defensively but also the quality of his long passing was magnificent he was really hitting difficult targets from range brilliant to watch on the other side Hayden showed an awful lot of those wonderful attributes that he's got the leap he was dangerous at set pieces he tackled well um, he had a couple of little flaky moments like the penalty which he didn't need to reach out to, to touch Cook for although it was uh, like I said a bit of a soft one to give but yeah, Hayden showed an awful lot of what he's about. On the wings, Barnett was very lively. Like I said, his crossing quality was a bit variable. But just before he came off, he started finding his range and hitting targets. On the left, McLean worked hard, put in a couple of good set pieces. Our set pieces, though, were very mixed. There were a lot of poor balls in by him and Lee from set pieces. Um, and he maybe wasn't able to quite influence and drive the game forwards as he often does. In the centre of midfield... George Evans again showed a bit of class and comfort on the ball good range of passing either side of him again Cannon really in, in, the, in the run of these losses he's probably been our best player again carrying the ball forwards showing real tenacity looking to take shots looking to pay key, play key passes and keeping Barnett really well fed and on the other side Lee just Lee didn't quite didn't quite manage to hurt Bradford there were times when we were breaking when Lee just slowed it down a little bit when you wanted him to feel confident to play that killer ball. Um, and then he just had a, that headed chance, which you know was, would have changed the game completely. But let's not pile on Elliot Lee, for goodness sake, because he's also a very high-quality player. He's done a hell of a lot for us. Speaking of which, Paul Mullin didn't have the happiest of games. His work rate was good. His movement was good. His passing on occasion was excellent. It just wasn't falling right for him. Um, and I think it was wise to give Marius a run at the end just to see what he could do. Uh, so, yeah, not, not Mullins Day. But, yeah, again, <laughs> the guy's going to come back strongly. And alongside him, Fletcher was very impressive and threatening. Again, that deft touch that he's got. The aerial power, the header, which was brilliantly saved by Walker, was an absolute beauty. So, uh, yeah, promising to see him coming back and again looking strong after injury the subs were Bolton had some neat link up play but wasn't able to get at the left back really Gilead as much as you would have liked I'm sure and Dolby as well uh, good running down the channels couple of good headers but couldn't really quite make that influence Jones typical energy on the right Marriott had, had a couple of moments where he was scavenging in the box. One where he got to a loose ball, but yeah, players all around him, but he couldn't get the proper angle on the shot. Uh, Mendy came on at the ends and tried to get forwards, but he didn't have long to do it. Disappointing, so disappointing for Wrexham. But, you know, like I said, game's coming thick and fast now. Chance to redeem ourselves. Let's not get too panicky just yet, eh? With a final score of Wrexham nil, Bradford City 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.